Can you even believe that we are halfway through the college football season? Yeah, neither can we. But the good people of Pat's Interference got to keep pushing forward anyway. We got a good one for you today. Year two, episode 15 of Pat's Interference. Whole lot to cover, whole lot to talk about. Don't go away. It's coming to you in a moment. What's going on, everybody? Year 2, episode 15 of Pat's Interference. We got a heck of an episode up for you tonight. Uh, Really exciting week in college football. The gauntlet starts for Alabama. Uh, We've got rivalry games. We've got upsets. Uh, We've got pretty much everything you could want and more. I'm Patrick Nord. He's Patrick Behrman. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it was a great week of college football. It was really the first one that I was able to, or not able to, but that I did just sit on the couch and just yeah. take in the day of. You know, I've been at sports bars or either at games or sports bars and not hearing the games, but just getting to listen to the announcers, take it in, look at the updates as they happen. It's right. been a while well, since I've done that. And you've also been, you've been working really hard too. Like yeah, your, I mean, yeah, your I've work, been going to some of these games. And, your yeah. work has been absolutely outstanding lately. I just, I, I want to put that on the record on this podcast. As far as local news stations are concerned, yours is very lucky to have an employee like you. And I just want to make sure flattering. that you know Well, you know, know that. High, Point, High Point couldn't have picked a better guy themselves. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think Speaking we're doing all right. Speaking of which, how is, is Southern League? How are, how are they doing? Not Southern League. Um, what, what are they in? Big South. Big South. What's going on in the Big South League? Big South men's soccer heating up real big right now. We real should start big. every national up- – I know people will roll their eyes. We're not going to. But we should we should do a Big South update. Get this. High Point University men's soccer takes down NC State last night in overtime. They didn't. They beat them in volleyball too, right? I was there at volleyball, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't go to men's soccer because, like, I'm going to be honest with you, not a lot of people thought we were going to even come close. Like, they thought it was going to be like a 4-0 loss, and then we beat them 4-3 in overtime. Pretty cool. Well, you know, you guys are dominating the Wolfpack. We are. Wolfpack that- down. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned you mentioned last week, uh, week six of college football, I want to say. We had playoff hopefuls go down. We had overtime games between top ten teams, which I think everyone knows what game we're talking about. So let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Red River rivalry was this weekend. Uh, I can never say that rivalry without – I think it's shootdown or shootout or something. I, I saw a very it... heated exchange, somebody saying that it's Red River shootout. Get it right. I like I don't I don't care what you call it because your top team in that rivalry is ranked twentieth, but screw it. Let's go ahead and get into it. Oklahoma takes down Texas forty five forty. Baker Mayfield really kind of an underwhelming season this year. Do you think it's a hot seat situation right now for Charlie Strong over at Texas though? You know, earlier this week uh, I I read that the the players on the team went to the AD of the of the school and told them to get off of coach strong's back and let him do his damn job <laughs> so, i like that i do too the, the players like him i think as long as the players still have his back and appear to be playing hard for him i think he'll survive this they season. just texas just can't do what lsu did with Les miles and no. just say oh well the fans and the players like him we got to keep him no well, you gotta do what's best for let, the school at the end of the day you gotta do what's PR best for the school either right um, they just don't need to talk about – nobody needs to mention anything about Strong until the end of the season. And then they can decide right. what to do. There's still a lot of football to be played, but I'm not giving up on Strong just yet. You put an interesting question in here based off of this rivalry game. Read it to me. So, 
this is the last two seasons as an Oklahoma fan, or really a fan of whatever college, but we're going to talk about Oklahoma. Would you rather beat Texas and miss the playoff like this year, or lose to Texas and make the playoff like last year? For me, I would much rather lose to the rival and make the playoff. You'd rather, and what rival are you talking about? Any of them? Any of them. talking about Alabama. If Alabama loses to Tennessee or Auburn and wins, because look, those seasons when you win the championship, no one is going back and looking at that season and being like, yeah, you won the championship, but you lost that rivalry game. Everyone will remember, yeah, you beat Tennessee or Auburn, but you didn't win the championship. Well, say you don't win the championship. Say you lose like Oklahoma did last year. I still, okay, I'm with you. I'd rather take the shot at the championship. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would, I would. I, um, I think you're crazy if you say otherwise. There are a lot of fan, there are a lot of fans out there that, that, that just care. And this is, you, you mentioned this before we got on, and I think this is a type of fan that just, uh, the rivalry is bigger than the big picture. And Alabama yeah, just and their teams, teams don't win championships. Um, I'm pretty sure, sh- uh, I'd like to ask an Ohio State fan, though, you, of, of a team that you think would, you know, be above the rivalry and more about winning a national championship. It just, I guess certain fans feel certain ways, but we do agree on this. I, I, you know, my brother goes to Auburn, and he's relentless if Auburn Whoa. beats us. The one time that's happened when he went there. Um, but, you know, is if we make the playoffs and you guys beat us on, you know, whatever field, fine. But we made the playoffs. Yep. I'm, I'll still I'll, I'll still always care more about the bigger picture than the rivalry. It just depends on, I guess, your, you know, your view of college football, I suppose. Anchors away this weekend. Navy takes down Houston 46-40. Huge game. Navy went off on offense. I forget how many yards exactly they had. Uh, but it was astronomical. Great game. What did you take away from that game, Brick? Uh, I took away – we're going <coughs> to really talk about it's something we've really talked about a lot on this podcast, specifically the last two months. This game, to me, just keeps telling me why college football is so much better than the NFL. Like, yep. not even not even a vestige in my mind, but this is one of those games you can point to. Every game is so important. You don't look at the regular season schedule preseason and go, you better keep an eye on that Houston Navy game. But this game trend ended up being a game that essentially, unless 2007 happens all over again, Houston's out of the playoff. That's how important every game is. You can't let up one week. If the Steelers lose to the Dolphins this week, which won't happen, trust me as a Dolphins fan. But remember, if the they Eagles did, said that a couple of weeks ago. That's true. That's true. But if they did, people go, "Huh, eh, that's kind of weird." But no, it wouldn't be this. You know, it wouldn't be this uh, season-ending thing. You've yep. still got 16 other games on that schedule. Houston, no, their their goal was the playoff all season long, and now they've lost to an unranked team. Everyone knows as a G5 team, Houston had to basically went out to make the playoff. Or, you know, this loss dooms them, damns them. I'm going to say damn for the third time in this podcast. Let's Navy had 306 rushing yards, by the way. 306. Remember the tweet of the week? You shared it to me. Oh, gosh. Oh, the rushing the field? <laughs> Navy fans rushing the field like they haven't won two world wars. Act like you've been there before. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Navy cancels class. For two days after the win to celebrate. Yeah, they got guns to fire off in the air, man. There's, that, that is there's awesome. nothing those kids can... They're the smartest people in America. What do they need to go to class for? If I'm looking at... If I had looked at Houston's game preseason and, and 
and for some reason the college football god said, hey, Patrick, what team do would you most want to upset Houston? Oh, Navy. Give it to the armed forces, baby. Woo! Yeah. Beating, beating Houston. I love it, man. I, I love, you know, my grandfather served in the Navy. So the Navy-Army game is always really big in my family. We always watch it together, or we're always texting about it. Um, and we we really pull hard for Navy. We really I know that do. About your family, my dad was in Desert Storm. Do we know this about our families, or are we just discovering this on the podcast? Uh, my grandfather served in Korea. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a real cool, real cool moment for. Navy. This will be interesting as to see if it has any effect toward the end of the season on the um, the Tom Herman thing. Just the fact that Houston won't be making the playoff, and they if they lose another game here or there. Um, but I'm not going to get too much into that. One of my uh, favorite stats from this game is Navy scored five points in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, they were up by a good bit too. Yeah, they scored five points. The field goal and they got a safety? I missed the safety I, I if they did. I, yeah, I think I guess they got a safety. Uh, the big thing that hurt Na- uh, Houston in this game was the three turnovers. Yeah. Three turnovers yeah, and they you, let... You know, you've, you've, you've been really putting uh, Greg Ward through the ringer. I think you kind of proved your your uh, merit on that here in this game. Yeah. 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 Props. Yeah. Hey. I'd say so. Uh, Navy controls possession 34 minutes and 44 seconds. That's over half the game. You remember you remember a couple years back when Navy just went on... We've mentioned on the podcast before, but it's one of my favorite football drives of all time. Navy controlled like 13... Like something ridiculous, like 13 minutes of possession. <laughs> and, and just just completely destroyed Notre Dame's title. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, this, <laughs> this is a Navy mate. without Keenan Reynolds. They don't even need Keenan Reynolds to beat number six. Get like, him out of here. He's, he's on the... He's on the He's on the, the, the Ravens now, I think. Nah, you got I cut. like Keenan Reynolds, though. Would have been cool to see that. Would have been farther. Um, so that was a good game. Probably the most important game of the week. The best game of the week, easily. Top ten matchup. Where Where do you – I just want to know your thought process when you're ordering these games. I go down essentially when the game started. You know, the, the later okay. ones. I, I see I go, that I, I, use, I use a website and it ranks them. It, it just kind of goes down the list of when they start. I go down the list and put them. I, so I understand that. It's going just, I would have saved this for last because it's the biggest game. But well, we can. It's our podcast. No. Right. No, no, we're no, no, already no, no, in no, 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 no. We're moving on to Colorado, USC. And I only, <laughs> we're moving on to Colorado 21. Oh, and I'm very sad to report this, but Colorado did lose 21-17 to USC. Colorado ranked for the first time in about 500 years. Um, I just want to take it quick. This was my sweetheart team, the Buffs. Yep, um, good old Buffs. I've always liked the Buffaloes because my grandmother one time found back when I was an only FSU fan, she found a shirt that had a misprint on it that said FSU Buffaloes. It Ooh. was one of my favorite shirts. New team. She got it for free because it was a misprint. Anyway, uh, moment of silence for my sweetheart team. And that has been our moment of silence. Uh, also, they've lost to Michigan, but come on, USC's not very good. Moving on. I just hold on, hold on. Before I will. Before we do that, can we do something? Uh, I'm, I'm nervous, but yeah. Uh, my Purdue Boilermakers are three and two, fourth in the West, in the Big Ten. So that's a, that is a dark horse playoff contender, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> big, big matchup for the Boilermakers this week against Iowa. Watch out for that QB number one through nineteen. He's a Heisman hopeful. Yeah, yep, yep. I'd say October <laughs> Heisman for sure. They should have never gotten rid of Austin Appleby. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah. No. Washington dismantles Oregon. Who cares? I just want to say, what, 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 Oregon? Come on. We talked about him last what? week, so I don't want to. I don't want to crap on him anymore. But yeah. you know, quit being a stereotype. This is, you, you had this coming. You had this coming. Yeah, Washington seventy, Oregon twenty one. How seriously are you taking Washington? Yo, but did you see their jerseys though? <laughs> the Webfoots. So bad. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, it's fun and it's fun and gimmicky when you're winning, but it, you don't care when you lose. How seriously are you taking Washington? Uh, pretty, pretty. Very. I'm not. There's some of you. I think uh, Trevor Maddich called them the most complete team in football right now. Not going nearly that far, but I like them. They're fun to watch. We're East, we're East Coast viewers, so we're, we're we're of a lower class. We don't get to watch yes. the West Coast games. Oh, we're just the, uh, filthy peasants. Just disgusting surf. How dare we not vote Christian McCaffrey for Heisman? Us East Coast bias. Don't we know that he is? Never mind. He's that was my ch- pompous voice, by the way. Yes, I believe everyone gets that. I'm just, I'm just saying. You just don't take things away from the hardworking people at Purdue. You just no. don't do it. You know, there's not the media does not pay enough attention. You know, we always see these inside the Alabama program sit downs with Urban Meyer. Where's the sit down with the Boilermakers? I don't know. I Where's don't know. Where's the feature on the Boilermakers, man? They're people too, damn it. They're people. Third, fourth time I've said the D word. The D word? It's our <laughs> podcast. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just, you know. Um, Jesus. you ready for a hot take? You know this this podcast really writes itself. You ready for a hot take? I'm so ready. We haven't done a hot take in quite 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 a minute. Um, I have okay, this isn't the hot take yet, but there's hot two take. games there's two games this season that that really stick out in my mind. And this isn't about the quality of the teams uh when they play. This is has nothing to do but there's two games that in my mind when I see those jerseys on the field, it's just those are the games that get me pumped, they mesh well together, I'm excited for football. That's Alabama LSU just yep. looks right in my eyeballs and my ocul- oculars and <laughs> FSU Miami just because all that history yeah, and what, it, what sure. it usually has meant in the past always means something to me. FSU beats them 2019 on a, on a blocked extra point, but my hot take, I'm not going to spend too much time. Both teams, hot take. Both teams are uh, off the radar for now uh, for the time being. But Brad Kaya, who the world, Mel Kuyper specifically, has been trying to force feed me and tell me to believe in. And I've said he's a good Get him, quarterback. Brick. He's a good quarterback. Tee off on him, Brick. Brad Kaya is the new Tyler Bray. Woo! Remember Tyler Bray at Tennessee? How awfully mediocre he was? Now, Yet that's for the some name reason, I haven't heard in a long time. Kuyper and McShay and all these guys are lifting him up in this pedestal saying he's a top ten pick in the NFL draft. Hey, best jet ski rider that Tennessee's ever had. He's got the arm. He's played in a pro-style offense. Yeah, but where am I seeing it on the field, guys? Brad Kaya, he was okay. He's been fine. He's been okay on a on a on a average. I'm not even gonna call Miami above average the last couple seasons. They're fine this year so far, but a wildly mediocre team and and a slightly, slightly, slightly above average quarterback on a losing team, I'm not drafting him in the top 10. What has Tyler Bray done in the NFL other than take poops? All I want to know is how well can Brad Kaya ride a jet ski? (laughs) I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? You don't remember that Tyler Bray story? No, but please remind me. 
He damn near killed some poor girl. I guess this would have been before you're an Alabama fan. He damn near killed some poor girl riding a jet ski because he was gonna like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna splash ya. I'm gonna splash ya. Lost control, tail spun right into her face and broke her neck. Ugh. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Oh yeah, he's a not good person. Um, he's on the. He was. He's like on the Chiefs or something. Now that know. we're now that we're talking about Tennessee, we can let's let's do that. Oh yeah, because no. then we have to because then we have to go into that West Coast game that we don't know anything Ugh, about. These fine, let's just do that now. God, Truman transition. Washington State forty-two, number fifteen, overrated. Stanford sixteen. Who are those teams? I don't know who those teams are. I haven't haven't heard of of a Stanford. Are they are they good? Are they a team? They must be West Coast. 42-16, dude. Yep. That was my playoff pick, bro. I had y'all in the playoff. You and FSU making me look like garbage, bro. Yep. McCaffrey, what is he, 40-something yards? My good, old, my good old buddy Mike Leach just laying waste to our hopes and then leaving. Mike Leach, man, a, play, a coach I've never personally liked. Really? I don't know. He's always talked about as like a trend. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it's not that I dislike him, but back when he was talked about as, as like a where, – what did he used to coach? Texas Tech. He yeah, coached Crabtree and all those boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, he's the, he's the passing guru. He had, um, he had those, uh, those passing offense. I'm trying to remember the quarterback's name. Who cares? Graham Harrell. Um, McCaffrey, 40-something yards. Bye-bye. Heisman. Bye. Bye. Bye forever. Out the door. Out the door. Bye. Uh, let's go to your Tennessee game. All right. This was an ex- <laughs> Oh, break. Tennessee lost. <laughs> That's not even fake or forced. I can tell. <laughs> but they almost did it again. They, really, they, really, really, they really. They lost in was... overtime. They came all the way back just to lose in overtime. <laughs> And on a Dobbs interception, nonetheless. I was so annoyed with this game. You know, this game was 18 minutes from history, from being yeah. the longest broadcast NFL, I'm sorry, college football game ever. Yeah. And the other one, the other one, the other one, guys, was a seven overtime Arkansas Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. They, they're barely two overtimes, mm-hmm. very quick two overtimes, mm-hmm. came 18 minutes short of being longer than a CBS. Enough with these long games. Enough with the commercials. Just Better get used to them because you're going to see a lot of it this weekend. Uh, yeah. Well, Alabama had nine CBS games last Oh, well, and it so didn't help that it. Tennessee had a player carried off on a stretcher and had like no, 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 what, there were a lot 19 of other players get hurt that game too. Yeah, it was a very tough game injury-wise for Tennessee. Um, so A&M and Tennessee both have – let me say this about, ten, about A&M. Travion Williams is awesome other than the yeah. fact that he gets the ball punched down on his way to the end zone. Uh, if you take away those four milliseconds, he's awesome, dude. He's a beast. Wow. He's going to be the real deal. playing just well enough to get them wins. Um, I like I like this A&M team. Miles Garrett is awesome. Well, so is Derek Barnett. These teams both have good pass rushes. And um, this kind of just became a shootout. I don't think the defenses are bad. I think it's one of these games that the defenses aren't bad. It just kind of turned into a shootout. It was an Alabama Ole Miss type of game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defenses are fine, but uh, so Tennessee storms back, and if you if you haven't seen the way they storm back, essentially, 
Um, Texas A&M is, I think it was 35-28 at the time. And Texas A&M hands it off to Travion Williams, who makes three awesome jukes and breaks away 70-something yards for a touchdown. There's like about two minutes, minute and a half left in the game. As he's getting across the goal line, a Tennessee player, great hustle, great play, punches the ball out through the back of the end zone. And in that moment, I know, this game's going to overtime because Josh Dobbs gets the ball. All of a sudden, Texas A&M's defense goes, I don't know what a screen pass is. And uh, they tie it. It goes overtime. Double overtime after that. Josh Dobbs throws an interception after an A&M field goal. First play of second overtime for the Tennessee. And I was finally able to take Tennessee A&M off my pip, and I almost missed the first half of the Alabama game because I couldn't look away from this stupid game. Yep. Uh, If you don't remember... It's kind of like uh, the, oh gosh, I want to say it was the 2005 Alabama-Tennessee game. Freddie Roach tackles, uh, nope, his name's escaping me. Tennessee running back from 2005, sorry, I can't remember his name. Arian Foster. Ball, was I think it may have been, I think it was his backup. Arian Foster was on that team, but I'm pretty sure Arian Foster got hurt that game, and it was his backup. Arian Foster got hurt? Say it ain't so. And (laughs) Freddie Roach hits him. Guy fumbles out the back of the end zone. Alabama goes on to win the game (laughs) 6-3. That's Auburn, Mississippi State territory. That's, that is, that's, that's 2000 to 2006 Alabama football personified. Fumble out of the back of the end zone. Sweet go down the field and kick the game-winning field goal, sweet six to three. Price, sweet fancy Shula. No. All right, all right, all right, all right. What do we learn this week? I always like asking this. You do. Listen, I learned that. I learned what I kind of already knew about Tennessee. They're good. They're not. It's not. We're not feeling like it's ninety-eight. Not feeling too hot about them right now not feeling like they're too tough right now i just i i learned that what i kind of predicted and thought about tennessee i was right um i also learned that jim harbaugh apparently likes to go for two when he's up 27 nothing yeah let's uh i know you well i, I learned go ahead this is a very bad football team That's go ahead I, I know this game. is something you wanted to get into so go ahead <laughs> i just Hey, hey, whatever, whatever, you know, I'll let you do more hardball. I think, I think this is something you'll be able to do a little bit better than me. I just don't, I just don't understand the thought process. I just don't, like, why? And it wasn't even the fact that they went for two. They faked an extra point. Just why? I'm not even mad. Just why? I don't know, maybe because Najee Harris was there or something and he wanted to show off. (laughs) He wants to be cute. I don't know if Najee was there or not. I don't know, but, oh, but Michigan man. thinks they're getting them right now. Yeah. That's uh, what I've heard. They might. They might. But uh, they if might. anybody's wondering, number one recruit, Najee Harris's mom came out and said that Najee is very perturbed by this report that he said that he's not 100%. He says, I'm 100% Antioch. That's his high school. Um, <laughs> I'll get to Alabama when I get to Alabama after the season. <laughs> Just just for whoever that you might know that might be interested in this story. I don't know. There might be some imaginary person that listens to this podcast and hey. a fan and they think they're getting Damian Harris. Not Damian Harris. Najee Harris. Who knows yeah. where he's going? He's a high school student. No. He's an 18-year-old I I kid. Going, I thought I was going to Auburn. And if point. he goes if he goes to Michigan, all the more power to him. I think he'll do very well there. 
I've talked to some people about it who think you get a lot of playing time really early there. So he'd if he goes the there, Jones of that program. go for it. Go for it. I think he'd have a much more fruitful career at Alabama, but he can go for it if he wants to. Um, what else did I learn? I learned that Rutgers is very bad. Uh, I think a trap <laughs> game this week will be Nebraska-Indiana. Just watch Ooh. out for it. Nebraska's undefeated. Just like Indiana almost stuck up and got Ohio State, right? Yes, that was the I big upset. That was, that was the trendy pick this week. Predicting an Indiana win. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is their trap game. This is where uh, they fall from the unbeaten tree. Uh, we got really three games that I care to talk about and predict this week. Um, okay. And one of them is we talked about on our Alabama podcast, and if you want to hear more in depth there. But real quickly, let's just, um, as we move on to week seven now, let's just very briefly recap how we're feeling about this Bama-Tennessee game in case you don't want to listen to 50 minutes of us talk about just Alabama. Yeah, I think we we kind of – I think the best way we summed it up last night was if Tennessee weren't so injured, this would be a great game, and I would feel pretty worried about it. I think if Tennessee is going to beat Alabama, it's going to be this year. Um, but I think if Tennessee beats Alabama and makes it to Atlanta – they better pray to God that they play Texas A&M. Yeah, you're uh, right about that. See, I think Alabama can actually lose this game and then go play Tennessee again in Atlanta, and they'll still be in the playoff. Because especially I feel like Tennessee will be representing the East and no matter what happens in this game. I just feel that they will be. Um, I think if Alabama lost this game, and I'm almost on record as saying I would rather lose this game because we'll get another shot at them than I would Texas A&M. I'm not quite there, but... Uh, and I know you won't let me get there. No. <laughs> but um, no, I just will because not. of the way that schedule might shape out. Anyway. <laughs> hey, hey. Tennessee, Tennessee lost in overtime to Texas A&M last weekend. They Sorry, sure go did. Ahead. Go um, ahead. I think the most people expect Alabama to win. So I'll tell you what Tennessee has to do to win this game. They need to buck their trend. This is the week they got to buck their trend of starting slow and getting down. Because if they start slow and get down – Alabama is going to run the football on them. It'll be over. It'll, you know, Tennessee will score a couple times, but it won't be this scorched earth comeback we've seen from them the first six weeks of the season so far. They need Circa to buck Auburn the trend. 2014. Because Alabama is a kind of a slow starting team, too, at times. Excuse they me, weren't last week, uh, which is good to see against Arkansas. But Tennessee's got to buck that trend. they got to come out, punch Alabama in the mouth. we got a very young offense, a lot of young playmakers on this team, especially at quarterback. If they got it, they got to they got to find the way to rattle Jalen Hurts if that even exists. Yeah, that's how they win. I think Alabama or I think Tennessee's got to limit turnovers. I think I called this. What did I call it? Thirty-eight twenty-one game. I think I said forty-two twenty-one. Or maybe I said thirty-one twenty. It was it was a thirty-something to a twenty-something. I believe you said thirty-one twenty. All right, I'll stick with it. But I'm feeling more thirty-five twenty now. Okay. I don't All like right. I don't like giving Adam Griffith points. You put Ole Miss Arkansas in here. Why? Because it's a ranked SEC matchup, and this is such a bear week, and, you know, why not? We like the SEC. Okay, Chad Kelly's going off, Arkansas's going down. All right. Um, watch out for Arkansas, though. I'll be, I'll, I'll go against you and just pick Arkansas for fun. My heart tells me what? to go all Miss. How? But, you know. How do you watch that game against Alabama last week and think Arkansas's going to even come close to touching Ole Miss? How? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen what aspect of their game surprises or impresses you that much. Austin Allen's a good quarterback. Really? Really? Austin Allen is the reason that you're like, yep. 
just because I want to want to be different. I don't want us to agree on every game this week. Are you going to oh. make me come out and say it? Oh, good. So you're going to be a college football hipster. That's awesome. Thank you for no, that. No, not a hipster. Just a Congratulations. Variety. You are the love child of Kirk Herbstreet and Zoe Deschanel. You know, you would have chewed me up. You would have chewed my ass out last week had I picked Navy. Stranger Things have happened, and Stranger Things is a great show. Free Barb. <laughs> Ohio State and Wisconsin play this weekend. This is going to be a fun one. I think this is going to be a real, real fun football game to watch. Another bigger part of me thinks Ohio State's going to lay waste to them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with the latter here. Just because I think Ohio State's the best team in the country at this point of the season. Interesting. I've said that for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Um, they've got a young offense, but they're led by a very good quarterback, who I still think wins the Heisman. Um, it's not. It's not really a hot take. That's more like a lukewarm take. No, no, I'm not going. I'm not going hot take on this. No, I, I know. Just, I, I know. Think I'm Ohio just... State's the best team. Right yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Week seven of this college football season, I think they beat anybody on a neutral field, but. Teams get better over the course of a season. Teams will evolve. Teams will devolve. This game is in Madison. Progress, if you will. It is in Madison. So, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. If you'd ask me last year, Wisconsin had pulled it off against Michigan. It'd it'd feel a little different, you know, like they had more to play for. I think uh, if you would have told me last year that Michigan State was going to be at Ohio State, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, that's true. So. Like you said, stranger things have happened. Free bar. Well, hey, if you want to go Michigan, or sorry, Wisconsin, <coughs> be my guest. Uh, I, I'm I'm more in favor of Wisconsin over Ohio State than I am Arkansas over Ole Miss. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but it's at home. It's Good whatever. God, man. I don't. If you ask me to put money on it, I would not put money on Arkansas. Let me put it that way. I just sometimes enjoy coming back and, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know you know Arkansas is going to win now. I'm going to look like a jerk. That's kind of that's kind of why I've stuck with this so hard, not flops. <laughs> oh, boy. Mid-season no, check-in, bud. What win is expected this year for you? So far. So far, well, we both we both have two playoff teams still in it in Alabama and Ohio State. Um what else has gone well? Uh, Deshaun Watson still looks very good. Clemson's still in it, who I thought would still be in it at this point. Mm-hmm. But not a lot. Really not a ton has gone the way I thought it would. Yeah. Which is, you know, I guess that's pretty typical preseason stuff. Um, I didn't expect Michigan to look as good as they are. So, okay, we're not on what didn't go well yet. I, I think what win is expected for me were Bama and Ohio State, obviously. Um Clemson sort of, but Clemson started off to such a rocky start that it's kind of weird and hard for me to put them up there. Um, uh, I, I kind of expected to be for Alabama to be undefeated at this point in the season. I said all year long preseason that if Alabama was going to lose a game, it was going to be during this stretch. And I still think that's a very high possibility. Yeah, we got three-fourths of that stretch yet left, and, um, you know, Statistically, Alabama shouldn't win all four of those games, but games aren't won on statistics. No, they're Um, not. Well, I say Clemson because I actually thought Clemson would struggle a little bit out of the gate a little bit, not maybe as much as they did. Just when teams first taste success and they get that 
that target on their back. It takes a while for you to build that we always win culture that Alabama has. Remember, 2010, like we always love to talk about. That was the first target on the back team that Alabama had. They lost three games. Very miserable football games to lose. Very miserable football games to lose. Yeah, you're right. Never again, hashtag. Never again. Uh, what, what hasn't really panned out so far? Oh, where do I start? Um, did not expect Louisville. Did not expect Stanford to be bad. Did not expect FSU to be as bad as they are. Didn't expect Notre Dame to be bad. Um, For me, it's it's players. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, things of the past. Yeah, Both yeah, of them yeah, that's a good just one. absolutely a good one. out of the Heisman race. Again, remember how close I was to putting LSU in the playoff? Nick Chubb. Uh, remember him? I, yeah, I, I miss that nice, healthy Chubb. That's, that's a forgotten Chubb. That's the worst feeling when your Chubb is forgotten. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, when your Chubb isn't getting the action you expected. Surprise you know? teams. <laughs> Louisville for me. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Miami's got to be a surprise team. I, 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 I didn't buy Washington as there. I saw a team that had a lot of true freshmen start, and I'm like, I'm not expecting them to explode as true sophomores. I'll look at them again when they're juniors. No. Washington's look great. I did not expect them to be top five at this point of the season. I expect them to lose to Stanford for sure. Hey. Hey. Oregon. Per- Oregon. Purdue's one game great. over 500. I'm just saying. Yeah, and Colorado Buffaloes, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is, that should be they they should at least both be in the playoffs. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so those are sorry, we I guess I kind of combined my own surprise teams and disappointments there. Disappointments. Yeah, you mentioned Stanford. I'm going to go with Oklahoma there. Huge disappointment. Notre Dame, FSU. I mean, just awful. All right, bold predictions for the second half of the season. Oh, bold predictions for the second half of the season. I still consider uh, JT Barrett winning the Heisman uh, as a bold prediction at this point, considering he's probably third, fourth on that list. Um, that. I'm still sticking with him. And you go with one of yours, I'm going to think of something a little bit more bold. Uh, I, I've still get, got this idea of the Big Ten SEC implosion somehow. I don't know if it'll be one conference or neither or both, but I just feel like with this, these next few weeks in college football, something's about to go down. Something's about to go really, really wrong for one of those conferences as far as playoff contenders are, are concerned, and it's kind of already happened with Tennessee losing to Texas A&M last week. Worst case scenario for the SEC, Tennessee beats Alabama Saturday, Alabama beats Texas A&M the following Saturday. Hey, another bold prediction. <clears throat> Some way, somehow, LSU Florida gets played. Ooh. Everybody seems on board to play it. I think, I don't know, I, I think two teams at this point are, are seeing the, the the light of, of what it, how it could work out for them if they don't play. Right quick, rest in peace, Mike the Tiger, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's, uh. Mike Ford know. passed away from cancer. Really, really sad. The coolest collegiate mascot uh, ever. If I could share a quick Mike the Tiger story. Do we have time? Do your thing. Do your I, I believe thing. we've got time. Uh, 2000, let's see. Uh, what year was Yeldon's run? 
2012, Alabama goes to Baton Rouge. And I forget who it is. There was an Alabama lineman talking to an Alabama freshman. I, I can't, you'll have to forgive me. I can't remember the names. Um, and kind of put his arm around him and said, look, when you walk out of the tunnel, or when you walk out of the locker room, going through the tunnel, to your right, there's going to be a live tiger. And the freshman kind of turned away and he grabbed his shoulder pads and turned it back around and said, no, I don't think you heard me. There is going to be a live tiger when you walk out of this room. Walks out of the room. Mike the Tiger has been starved all day. Freaks out. Growling, hissing, clawing at the cage. Everyone on Alabama's team just pretty much craps their pants and shoves back towards one wall and just sprints. And I, I, uh, you know, rest in peace because I think genuinely he is one of the coolest mascots. Ah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's do this joint sound off right quick. I'm going to go in first because I know you've got a little bit more to say. I'm going to keep mine limited because I've already done sound offs on the NFL before. I did it last week and we're still going in on them. This thing where the NFL is not letting teams clip their own highlights, not letting teams make gifs of their own highlights, makes absolutely no sense to me. None. Hey, should we give our product more exposure? Or should we try and minimalize people's jobs? No, let's go ahead and do that minimalizing of people's jobs things. Oh, but we're still going to try and do it through our Twitter account, which is garbage. Through our website, which nobody goes to. With our technology, which is awful. It just makes no sense to me. And I wonder when this crap with the NFL is going to stop. And I just, I don't see an end in sight. But it's getting to the point where I, I already don't care about the NFL. I care even less about it now. I just I'm I come at it from a from a standpoint of I grew up watching the NFL. My dad had Sunday ticket, he's had it this is the first season he hasn't had it. This is that the says first a lot. year. Yeah, my dad's a huge Vikings fan. They're undefeated, he still hasn't caved and paid for it. Um and I grew up, we'd watch the Vikings game, and if the Dolphins were on at the same time, we'd switch over to the Dolphins game. Um, if not, we'd watch it at separate times. And that was our thing, because what we would do, that his, his chore on Sundays is he does the whole family's laundry and watches football. Mutually beneficial, and I would help him. I loved it. Look forward to it every week. So I, I'm coming from a standpoint of I grew up liking the NFL, uh, paying attention to it, knowing all the players, the quarterbacks, the fans playing mad, you know, the works. So... For some reason, I did the podcast last week. I did the whole no fun league last week, the why are they fining players. And then it just kind of got me thinking throughout the week, like what is it? It just it's hit hard this season. And I think it's an assembly of things that have happened. It just made me go, I'm finding myself on Sundays when there's a the, 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 the Cowboys were playing the whoever this weekend. It was a good game on TV. And I just, I saw it and I went, eh. I think I'm going to watch YouTube videos of just whatever. And I've always been the guy that just watches football for the sake of watching football. I'm the guy that, you know what, it's only on a couple months of the year. Got to cherish every game when I see it. Not even doing it with the NFL. And I think I'm starting to a little bit more understand why. A lot of it has to do with those fines that I talked about. You know, if if Brandon Cooks does a bow and arrow, like, you know, when a player hits a double in the MLB, does the bow and arrow. They do it all the time. Nobody gets fined for that. If Brandon Cooks does it, he gets fined. Why? There's no spectacle anymore. All it's, right, there's. It's, it's the cleats. 
the, the, the Muhammad cleats. Ali cleat thing is the worst. Who cares? So so yeah. So so Antonio Brown can't wear Muhammad Ali cleats to to to, to give uh, homage to the greatest of all time. Yet we're gonna spend a month of this season. 25% of games in a season, 20% of games in a season, wearing pink on the field for the 10th year in a row. And it's not its not because we care about breast cancer. We've, as the NFL, have really shown our true colors on how we care about women. Trust me, Ray Rice. This is about this is a money grab to get women to watch it. But who, honestly, who has ever turned on a football game as a woman? That's offensive as a woman. Who, I mean, other than the fact they think they're doing it for breast cancer. But what woman has ever turned on the TV going, eh, I don't want to watch football. Oh, look, pink! Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, okay, that and the commercialization of this game. There's no spectacle, there's no soul, there's no personality. It's just Bud Light commercials and and Gillette commercials and Manly commercials. Tons of those during a game. Uh, all over the field. Okay, so you look at Bryant-Denny. Bryant-Denny Stadium. There's some ads. There's regions up on the thing sometimes. Um, they might do a sponsored video before the game. Cook's pest control. Yeah, but you really aren't bombarded with ads. I mean, there's some because they have to, Golden Flake. But you really don't notice them that much. Look at an NFL stadium. They're everywhere. <coughs> Excuse me. Everywhere. Every, Bud Light and this and Toyota and that and everywhere. And then the Fox the Fox robot holds up a sign that says such and such. And it's like, so then there's that. So then you're bombarded with all this money grab stuff. The product on the field doesn't matter anymore. And let's talk about the product on the field. Garbage. Quarterbacking is down. Way down. Way down. Where are all the good quarterbacks now? I don't even want to get into that because that's not the NFL's fault. Um, and then, oh, I'm go. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. The storylines, you know, the storyline used to be. I'm just going to come up with some players. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson going up against Brian Urlacher. Um, that used to be Big Ben going up against the the so the the big Minnesota Vikings defense, and the, they'd talk about the the field or like you know this guy came seventh round pick. This guy has a backstory. Now the now the storylines. If you watch any given broadcast, basically fifty percent of an NFL game is who kneeled during the national anthem, political stuff, and who, what's going on with your fantasy team. I don't need every talking head to talk fantasy with me. I'll talk with my buddies about fantasy, and you guys tell me about the football because I don't need every forty-two talking heads that work NFL for ESPN going. I bet you're happy you put Ben Roethlisberger on the off the bench this week, aren't you? Yeah, they got to be happy they did that unless you're playing them. No, of course. We all know that. All right, get to the football. It's all about stats, but it's not even the good kind of stats like MLB has. It's just all about stats and political stuff and Ray Rice. And so that in a nutshell – and this all kind of came from a from a Reddit thread today that says uh, NFL football viewership is down 11 percent this season. Doesn't seem like a ton. That's a lot for one season. To play. Yes, 11 percent. College football is up slightly. Now I don't I, I don't think they're personally related. I think we're trying to make something related that's not related. But there is a very big reason the NFL viewership is down 11 percent, and thus their profits will be down that much. There's a reason for that. And Roger Goodell is the reason. He's shooting themselves in the foot. 
why why did why did um Terrell Owens become become the most hated person in the NFL because Roger Goodell wanted it. He wanted to make him the enemy. We all hate Terrell Owens and now the game's just not fun. It's just not fun to watch a game. It is just not I should be excited for a Steelers Patriots matchup. I keep ma- naming the Steelers cuz they have three of the best offensive players in the league and I don't have any fun watching their game. They got the best running back, the best receiver and a top 5 quarterback and they're still not fun to watch because Okay, did you, did you see the 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 touchdown it was from uh Hawkins on the Browns this week. Did you see it? No, because I don't watch the NFL for a reason. Okay. He scores. This is what he does. I'll just tell you what he does. He scores, stops, puts his feet shoulder width apart, bends over, places the ball on the ground, and walks like a robot back to the sideline. It was awesome. That's what it is. That's what that's what the NFL wants him to do. Oh my goodness. You good? Uh, no, there's so much more I can say, but I'm not I'm I'm I'll stop. I'll stop. I just I I've told you since the day I met you. I hate the NFL. I do not watch it. I watch it to see how my fantasy teams are doing. I watch it to see how Alabama players are doing. There's no passion. There's hardly any tradition. There's just nothing behind it. It's just empty. See, I saw those reasons. I saw the lack of pageantry it's just, and the no, lack of all no, that. No, 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 no. And I still liked it. Now I'm now. off. That's I'm it. I'm getting off. It's just numbers. That's it. There's nothing behind it. You're right. And that used to still be enough for me as a, as a football fan. And now it's just not because of the political nonsense and the Goodell and the and – the... Let me ask you something. When was the last time you saw a good, solid feature story on the NFL? Oh, my goodness. It's always around draft time. Finally, the, good, the 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 game starts getting a little bit better during the draft because then they actually dig for stories. And oh, then you it's mean gone. back when they go to college football? Exactly. How about that? They always do a good series called Undrafted. That's the only good thing I think they produce. I don't even know if the NFL does it. It might be someone else. It might be it might be a show called Undrafted, but I think it's on NFL Network, which is I used to love to watch. So hard to watch now. Let's end this on a positive note. 50 minutes, 50 minutes of an hour-long college, or not college, NFL show should not be, who kneeled down and who do you want to start in fantasy this week? I need two dudes to tell me about fantasy. Everyone else, stick to the football. Ugh. Positive note, High Point University men's basketball starts in a month. Sorry, I'm moving a kitten before he s- steps on my power cord. Go HPU. Uh, high point, high point, good. Uh, what, what starts in a month? High point men's basketball starts in a month. The most important thing of that is men's basketball starts in a month. Please bring back college basketball. I'm going to be more into that this year than I've ever been because just as soon as college football is over, I'm going to have a hard time watching the NBA, and I'm definitely not watching the NFL as much. Hmm. If there were only another big four sport that was super entertaining, that your best friend in the whole world was a huge fan of, who's been begging you to open his heart and let his lovable losers in. Just let him in. Become a predator with me, man. (laughs) Get your fang fingers on. Get the prowl towel going. I need someone to sit down with me. Go go sit up in cell block 303. I can't pronounce the names. (laughs) That's laziness. You're better than that. No, it's not reason. It's just I've never 
I ne I've never been exposed to it, like seriously exposed. And that's just because I'm from the grand state of Dothan, Alabama, city of Dothan, Alabama. Circle City. And nobody there watches hockey. Well, that's going to change soon. You can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. You can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Find us on Twitter at P-I underscore podcast. If you uh, listen to iTunes, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. Actually, Patrick, something cool. If you go and get a paper on Sunday and go to the Sunday Funnies, the comic strips, you will see a little comic strip. And it's called Pat's Interference, and it's just a little recap of whatever the episode was like. You have made so many promises the last couple weeks. I'm just saying. Well, that's how good we we're are. We're everywhere. I mean, we're, don't forget, we are the number one most listened to <laughs> podcast on iTunes. Actually, you know, we've actually become the number one most uh, listened to anything. More people listen to us than they listen to... Um, to, to anything that comes on ESPN. <laughs> Pat's Interference, brought to you by Gillette. I wish. Hey, maybe one day we'll get that big, but we're not going to become sellouts. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not our style. It'd be nice to have a couple sponsorships. Maybe like, uh, uh, what's that? Never mind. I'm going to get off on a tangent. Those yum-yum clementines. I love those things. Oh, see, I'm not a big clementine guy. Well, now you just ruined our clementine <laughs> ad. Thank you. You know, I got a call from them today. They were interested. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for that. listening. This has always been a big dream of ours. We couldn't do it without you. We hope you have a good, safe weekend. I'm going home this weekend. Have safe travels to Franklin. Thank Go you. Go watch that game with your family. I, I will. I will. So, everybody, have a safe weekend. Have a good weekend. And most importantly, Patrick. Say together. Roll. Tide. Roll Tide.